Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Flea Flicker. I am your host, John Murray, and I want to welcome you once again back to another exciting episode. And again, it's start always at the top of my shows for those of the viewers that are listening for the very first time, wherever they may be, wherever city, state, or country that they're in. I want to say thank you for joining me. Uh, again, for those viewers who have uh, been here with me from day one, I want to say I want to welcome you back as well. Uh, before I go any further, I want to thank uh, those uh, who have actually been tweeting out to uh, a couple of my podcasts. Uh, I want to thank them for doing so, and I uh, hope I continue to provide quality content for uh, my listeners, listeners out there. As we shut off our, our show, uh, we have here's a couple of uh, condolences we must send out uh, for those who do not know. Uh, former Washington, I'm going to say Redskin because that's the, the team's name was back then, not the not what they are considered now. Instead of being called Commanders, they were at one time, of course, we all know they were Washington Redskins and a, the passing of uh, Charles Taylor. Charles Taylor, I guess, before, for those who do not know who Charles Taylor was, and to be honest with you, Charles Taylor might have been slightly, well, he might not have been slightly before my time, but close enough. Uh, Charles Taylor was a uh, top receiver of the Washington Redskins organization for many, many, many years, and uh, he was, I guess you could say before he, for uh Dabo Sweeney, it's not Dabo Sweeney, excuse me, getting confused with the head coach of the uh, Clemson, Dabo Samuel, I guess before you could say before he was, there was Charles Taylor, and that's the type of player Charles Taylor was. He was a very, uh, a, a great ball player, and spent, spent pretty much almost his entire career with the, uh, with the Washington Redskins, we will say. So certainly my condolences go to his family and friends and um, and all of them is uh, Lionel James, a former running back, uh, went to the University of Auburn and got drafted by the San Diego Chargers. I know I don't want to confuse people with me thinking it's the Los Angeles Chargers, but it was the San Diego Chargers. We do have to remember that one point in time. He was a, uh, I believe he was called Little Train, Little Train, and the man was a very good ball player. He was, um, I guess he kind of goes back to the I would say maybe he's, I wouldn't say he's quite Christian McCaffrey, might have been a smaller version of Christian McCaffrey, but he's a, a talented runner, certainly catch pass out of the backfield, and had some very good years for the uh, Chargers. Uh, he's passed away recently, so again, my condolences to his family and friends as well. Now let's jump, let's jump right into it. Uh, speaking of receivers, we're going to stay on the subject of wide receivers, and we'll talk about a, uh, Subject bringing bringing out of uh, the Cleveland Browns, and that's Jarvis Landry. Uh, it's, it appears that, at least to the naked eye, we shall say that Jarvis and the Browns are having some issues. Uh, there's a possibility that Jarvis could be cut by the Browns for some, um, you know, for cap reasons. Now, to be honest with you, let's be honest with you, the last. For a couple of years, the Cleveland Browns have been geared towards simply that, a running game. 
They've added a nice offensive line. You've got two quality running backs, Chubb and Hunt. I mean, heck, even their third string running back was uh, Jackson. Even he played pretty well in, in the absence. The fact is, this team has been geared towards more of a running, a running team. And to me, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield did have a did, last year was not good, but the year before that, he was he was wasn't bad at all. Of course, back then you had Beckham and you had Jarvis Landry. Well, Beckham is gone. Beckham does help himself to Super Bowl wins with the Rams. But now he's torn his ACL. And who knows when he will be back. Jarvis, Jarvis Landry is one of the more underrated receivers in the game. He's only he's not even 30. He's 29 years old. Not 30 yet. But he had some very nice seasons with the Miami Dolphins before he signed with the Cleveland Browns. And to be honest with you, he was he's a a talented receiver. Now last year, last year was a year where he had injuries. And injuries happened to all of his in all of his NFL and uh, they caught to him. He could not get healthy. Now if Cleveland makes Cleveland now, Charles Landry is really all that the Browns have that receiver position. I mean, you still got a lot of young talent. There's possibility, and I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland ends up drafting a receiver, whatever it's first round, or they're going to draft some receivers. I predict they'll draft at least a couple. But Jarvis has been a has been a very consistent player up until last season because of injuries. If they do let him go, I'm sure there's plenty of people. That are on the market that would look for Jarvis Landry. You certainly, one team comes to mind would be Washington would come to mind. You've got Terry McLean, but you've never had a solid number two receiver. Jarvis Landry could certainly fit that build for, for them. But would Washington spend the money? Crazy thought is, the crazy thought, of course, unfortunately, it's, the, it's hearsay. Funny thing about the Green Bay Packers. I know that sounds crazy. It sounds weird. And I know they've got a lot of cap space they've got to clear off. They're, of course, the Aaron Rodgers situation. Devontae Adams is going to want his money. But it'd be interesting to see if you manage, manage Devontae Adams on one side, Jarvis Landry on the other side. I tell you what, that'd be the perfect number two man for Aaron Rodgers, providing if he returns, and providing you get Jarvis, excuse me, providing you get Devontae Adams. His money. That's a lot of ands, ifs, and buts. But one possibility, crazy to sound, and again, they've got cap spaces. What about the New Orleans Saints? They're hurting for receiving help. Now, Michael Thomas, supposing the word on the street is that Michael, Michael will be back with the Saints. They have no intention of trading. And I believe Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas and others are trying are trying to help the Saints as best they can to get them get him under the cap or try to give him some cap space. Can you imagine if you had a healthy Michael Thomas and a Jarvis Landry? That'd be a nice little one-two punch. But of course, quarterback situation would be an issue. You can go down every anybody's roster. Um, you know, uh, what about, you know, in all case, what about the Philadelphia Eagles? You think about it, you've got the Devontae Adams, you got, excuse me, you got the Devontae Smith right now is your number one receiver. Didn't have a bad rookie year. But can you imagine putting Landry as your number two guy? Along with Dallas Goddard, 
running game was pretty decent last year. It was one of the best, was the top running game in all the league last year that held Jalen Hurts out. Again, I thought. There's many teams. Somebody said, what about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Interesting thought. You have Michael Evans. Let's just say for the sake of argument, Chris Godwin finds greater pastures, more money elsewhere. And he is, I believe he's coming off of an injury. Can you imagine Jarvis Landry slipping right in as a number two man behind, right behind Mike Evans? Yeah, I can see that. But again, quarterback situation, an issue with Tampa Bay as well. I can go on and on about the teams that can certainly, certainly use, use these services. The one team that comes to mind, and I don't know if it's laughable or not, what about the Kansas City Chiefs? Think about it. Kansas City has never had a chance to have a solid number two receiver. You don't think Jarvis Landry would fit, would fit that build. You have Tyreek on one side, Jarvis Landry number two, still have Travis Kelsey, and you still got Hardman, who can stretch the field every once in a while. Yeah, there would be something. That would be something very interesting. Kate, you don't think Patrick Mahomes would love would love would love to have him? Certainly, he would. Another possibility. What about the Chargers? Now, they do have Keenan Allen. Now, Mike Williams is, is a free agent. I'm sure he's going to garner a lot of a lot of money elsewhere. I'm sure he'll take a chance on it. Yeah, the one thing about the Chargers, they do have some some young talented. You got Guyton, Josh Palmer played well the last couple of games of the season. So there is young talent. But you brought a rookie in like Jarvis Landry, and let's say he takes Mike Williams' place, you might not miss as much as you think you're going to. But again, you can go on and on and on about the teams that you like Jarvis Landry. The Cleveland Browns are like a lot of the other teams in this area, it's they've got to get they've got to try to get their best to get on the cap and some people are gonna be casualties. I mean teams like the Green Bay Packers, the New Orleans Saints, the Dallas Cowboys are over the cap. And there's even I mean there's been talk. There was even one report I read today that they maybe the Cowboys should trade a guy like Amari Cooper. Because he, because he's going to take up, he's going to take a little bit of cap space. But I don't see Amari Cooper going anywhere because you need that guy, you need him to help Dak out. Now I like C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. could certainly be a um, a number one receiver for the Cowboys moving forward in the not too distant future. But then the Cowboys, they got other than those two. Michael Gallup will probably go elsewhere to make more money. Cedric Wilson, who did play well this year down the stretch for them, played well this year. He might garner some money. He might leave and garner some money somewhere else because of his performance this past year. For the Cowboys, you got Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is a free agent. Dalton's over there. Dalton is going to look for money. He's going to want money elsewhere. His name has been bought up as a possible placement for Jared Cook and the Chargers. I can see that. That would not be that would be a nice little fit. Justin Herbert can use another weapon. But again, a very underrated player. I mean he was certainly he can certainly 
if the Browns decide not to keep him, Cleveland's in that you're stuck. You think about it. Baker, we don't know. I mean, Baker will play. You know, Baker's going to be back this year. But what if Baker gets off to a bad start again? What if Baker has another bad year? Well, then again, Baker's out of here. I know there's always been speculation. Baker could even be traded. Because to be honest with you, it's the running game. If you stop the running game for the Cleveland Browns, how much confidence does Cleveland have in Baker Mayfield right now? They've only got one man that you can rely on, and to me that's Jarvis Landry. You know, if I'm Jarvis, maybe I go to the manager and say, hey, can you get me out of here? Because Jarvis needs to go to a team that, can, that will pass the ball. And crazy as it sounds, the best team for him may well be the Kansas City Chiefs because they need a solid number two receiver. And you don't think Jarvis Landry would fit that bill as a number two. I think Washington's a good league for him to go to. But again, there's several teams that they would use a guy like Jarvis Landry. Like I said before, Jarvis, one of the more underrated players in this league, 29 years old. Still got, certainly still got a few years ahead of him. You got guys like Emmanuel Sanders, who's going to be a Frazier this year. And Emmanuel has played very well. He's, what, 33, 34 years old. And Emmanuel's played, is still playing pretty well in his advanced age. So, my guess is I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm Jarvis Landry. Maybe getting cut might not be the worst thing in the world because it wouldn't take Jarvis long to get picked up by somebody else. And who knows, if that becomes the, if that becomes the issue, Jarvis goes, well, Cleveland's going to struggle. I mean, because there's no, there's no, there's no line to have a running game, but you don't have, you don't have the receivers, and you've got a quarterback that's didn't play well last year, you know, last year with a rookie contract. So what are you going to do? How do you go about it? Because right now, I don't, right now, if you look at the division, right now, I'm not sure if Cleveland wins, it wins the uh, AFC North next year. Right now, I think the Ravens could bounce back, and I, maybe the Bengals might be the two top teams of the division come next year. We shall see how, how, how that goes down. Now, the only subject we talk about, cap space, cap space. Now, the biggest person that shoots up the cap space right now for their respective team is Matt Ryan. What did they hear? A number like he's supposed to take a 40-some million or something like that in the cap space. I might be wrong on that. 40-some million. Now, Matt Ryan's had a pretty good career. He's taken a team to a Super Bowl. But Matt Ryan's 37 years old. And it appears Atlanta's in a rebuilding mode. I know... People get scared on that word rebuilding. But let's be honest with you, Atlanta. Let's be honest with you. Matt's 37 years old. You got a mediocre offense line at best. You didn't have very much of a running game last year. I mean, and Cordell Patterson played well last year, played very well last year. But Patterson can probably Patterson can come back to Atlanta or he can probably get more money elsewhere. Your top receiver, Calvin Ridley. 
he left. He, he left during the season, and then there's speculation that Calvin could get traded elsewhere. Now, again, if that is the case, I'm sure there's plenty of teams will be knocking on Atlanta's door to get Calvin Ridley. And the defense has been has struggled. To me, what do you do if you're Atlanta? There's been buzz that maybe this might be the year that they draft. Out, they may draft Matt Ryan's replacement. While last year they had Justin Fields, Mac Jones, just a couple names you could throw out there. That you could have drafted that could have been the heir apparent to Matt Ryan, but you didn't do that. Now this year's draft, you don't have the talent is not there as it was last year on last year's team. Justin Fields could have been a very interesting draft pick for him last year. Now I can't, I will not argue, you can't argue picking up Kyle Pitts. There's no argument there. It's a solid pick. Kyle had a, had a pretty good had a pretty good year, had a pretty good year rookie year. But the problem is, right now, Kyle Pitts may be the only weapon they've got. Now granted, Russell Cage, Russell Cage played well. So you go off of Russell Cage and Kyle Pitts, but after that, where do you go? And to me, if I'm Matt Ryan, or if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I should say, maybe it's time, maybe it's time to trade Matt Ryan. Now, it would take a lot of fang dangling, I'm sure as it would to, shall we say, get them under the cap. It would take a lot of it would take a lot of fang tonight to somebody to take all that money off of your hands. But let's be honest with you. Matt Ryan may be thirty seven years old, but somebody would take but somebody would take Matt Ryan. Now of course his quarterback class, you always hear the rumors Aaron Rodgers going somewhere. Will Russell Wilson get traded? Where's Jimmy Garoppolo going to wind up at? Yeah, so there's names out there. Why not throw Matt Ryan's name out there? If I'm Atlanta and I'm in a rebuilding mode, which they are, they might not admit it, they might not come up and we'll just say that, but they're in a rebuilding mode. If I'm Atlanta and I'm rebuilding, you know what? I'm shopping Matt Ryan around. Again, who would want Matt Ryan? I can't imagine Matt Ryan with Washington. You put Matt Ryan in Washington, he can make, yeah. You have a, you know, a decent offensive line. Running game is not that bad. You got Terry, you do have Terry McLean. You have one receiver. Logan Thomas will be back healthy this year. The defense, if the defense can ever find itself, can find itself once again, the Redskins could be a contender in their own division. There's, there's a lot of scenarios. What, the bet? What about this? I know it's never going to happen. But what about the New Orleans Saints? You don't think the Saints would want Matt Ryan? You got a decent offensive line. Alvin Kamara. Of course, I'm sure Alvin's going to bump into legal issues. What happened to him in the Pro Bowl? But again, the biggest problem would be the wide receiving court. That'd be the biggest issue. Now, funny as it sounds, laughable. What about Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Now, what about that? Good offensive line. The running game, the running game is questionable because you got most of the you got top three running backs are free agent or all free agents. But you would have Mike Evans to work with. But again, that's kind of being your own division. Now, what about the Carolina Panthers? 
I don't know the Panthers would gamble on a 37-year-old man, 37-year-old Matt Ryan, but you never know. Or Matt Ryan just goes to the AFC. Now, what about Matt now? Oh, here's a fun one. What about Matt Ryan the Pittsburgh Steelers? I ain't crazy about the offensive line, though. But I love Najee Harris. Decent set receivers. You got a defense that can rebound. That can rebound and put up good numbers. I'd work on the secondary, though. But what about Matt Ryan for Pittsburgh? Problem is, he's 37 years old. Maybe you're lucky and get maybe two. Maybe get two or three more years out of Matt Ryan if you're lucky. If lucky, if you make that trade, you get that money. You get maybe that's what you have now. What about the Indianapolis Colts? Well, for me, Matt Ryan would be an upgrade over, over, over Carson Wentz, but again, decent offensive line. John Taylor's a beast. But you got no, you know, the receiving core is not the greatest in the world. Other than Pittman, I don't see much. You got a good defense. Now, Matt Ryan in Indianapolis, that wouldn't be a bad fit. Indy would probably still, would still stay a contender in that division. With Tennessee, is certainly going to be the leading contender in that division. Now, the biggest one of them all, what about the Denver Broncos? Now what about what about that fit? Now what about that fit? We talk about Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers over and over again. But what about Matt Ryan, Denver? Think about it. Think about this. Decent offensive line. Now you got Javante Williams, but now now the Melvin Gordon. I don't see Melvin Gordon coming back. But look at the wide receivers. They got four solid receivers. Pretty good defense. You don't think Matt Ryan, I mean, now there's a situation Matt Ryan could go into and certainly do well for himself. But again, how much do you trade? I mean, my thing is, well, you know you like to trade a lot for Aaron Rodgers, but I'm sure you got to give up something to get Matt Ryan. I don't think the price tag will be as steep on Matt Ryan as it is on Aaron Rodgers. But then again, if I'm Atlanta, and I'm trading my franchise quarterback. Yeah. I gotta get something. I gotta get, I gotta get some money. Some, a lot of draft picks. You gotta figure out the money. But then you see Matt Ryan in Denver. They talk about now. There is something that Denver can sink his teeth into. But then again, well, let's put it this way. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan is actually, what is it, a year or two younger than Aaron Rodgers. It's a possibility, but again, I know Matt takes a lot of cat space, but if you're but if you are the Atlanta Falcons, you gotta think about it. I know Matt Ryan has probably got every Atlanta Falcon quarterback record. He's taken team to the playoffs. He's been to the Super Bowl with this team. A Super Bowl they really probably should have won. You gotta like it. I, you know, to me, Atlanta, you gotta make the move because you're in a rebuilding mode. You don't want to admit it, but you're rebuilding. And for Matt Ryan's sake, give him a chance to at least get back into the playoffs one more time. Whether it takes a team to a Super Bowl, that would sort of remain to be seen. But 
I think it's something land should think about and should really, really consider. Again, the cash base is an issue. I get it. I understand it. But think about it. Think about it, Atlanta. Think about it long and hard. You're rebuilding mode. Do Matt the favor. Get him out of there. Let him finish career career on a winner. Now, for my uh, fantasy football listeners out there, I guess you've already heard you've already heard from the new from the uh, new Miami Dolphins head coach Mike Mike Daniel that uh, that Jalen Waddle is going to be featured a lot. He's going to be the new, I guess you could say he'll be the new Dabu or Debo. He's going to be the new Debo Samuel for them. Now, that is great news if you're certainly a uh, guy or a person who doesn't keep a leg and you guys want to keep a leg, you certainly, that is certainly a guy that you must keep, right? Right? Well, to be honest with you, Miami didn't, yeah, Miami's offense wasn't really that good this past year. Now, Mike, Mike wants to, he wants to make it be, he wants to make the Miami Dolphins the, I guess you could say, the AFC's East version of the San Francisco 49ers, or so, so are being told. They're confident, they're going to keep two around. They're very confident in his ability. Now, the offensive line has not been, is not that good. He's looking for a running, he's looking for a running game. The only guy that, the only guy that put up any decent numbers last year was actually Miles Gaston. Now, Miles, I'm sure, will be back. Miles might be about the only guy that might, they might keep around. So, I get, my thing is, they go look for a running, a running, a running back. One name has been mentioned in the circles. Is one James Conner. Now James played very well last year. I think he had what about eighteen? He had eighteen touchdowns, I believe, last year. If I'm not mistaken, certainly, yeah, certainly that's pretty good numbers. And if James went, you know, if James went to, certainly if James went to Miami, he would certainly start. And Miles Gaskin, in my opinion, would probably be the number two man. Conner wouldn't be a bad fit for him. Connor got dinged up a little bit last year, but for this past year, that was actually the most, I think he played maybe the most games he has played in the last, maybe a couple years prior to that. But Connor wouldn't be a bad fit if he can get Connor under the right contract and he can get, you know, get the right money for him, you know. James wouldn't be a bad fit for Miami. Now, I know there's, I don't know how far, how, how much Miami would go to maybe drafting a running back. Um, there's Hall from Iowa State and there's Walker from Michigan State are the two top, but I don't think either one of them might not fit the Miami Dolphins mold. Now maybe Walker, I think maybe more so than Hall. Hall has got the capability of being a third down back, but if you can get a veteran, Connors is James Connors is not a bad fit for the Miami Dolphins. I do like, I do like the sound of that myself. I think that's a good fit. And the defense, Miami's defense didn't play that bad last year. Played pretty, you know, had it, it played pretty well last year. The biggest thing is Miami's got to work on the offense. Now the receiving core, other than Jalen, 
you're supposed to have had what Will Fuller last year. Fuller was going to stretch your field out for you. Will Fuller played what maybe a game or two if you were lucky. I didn't hear nothing about Devontae Parker. Of course, they're a uh, big time tight end. I believe he's going to be a free agent. There's possibilities where he might not come back, but they feel that he could fit maybe that George Kittle mode in this offense. But there's been talk about that he might leave and go elsewhere. And I. I believe that that will be the case. I think he will go. Galecki, I believe Mike Galecki will go somewhere else, and I believe he will make pretty good money somewhere else. He's he's been a solid, a very underrated player, underrated tight end in this league. He had some pretty decent numbers last year, and I'm sure there's a lot of teams in the NFL that could get a quality, a very quality tight end such as himself. But if you let him go, then who do you bring in as the next tight end? Does a guy like Dalton Schultz intrigue you? I mean, do you, as crazy as it sounds, do you convince a guy like Rob Gronkowski to come to, yeah, just to switch from Tampa Bay to Miami? I don't know if that would be the case. I don't think that's really going to happen. Maybe you go, maybe go, maybe bring in a veteran like Jared Cook. Maybe you bring him in. He could be the next tight end. You gotta find a tight end that's gonna fit that mold, that scheme, that system. But it'll, it'll, mine will be very interesting next season. Now, to me, all my the Buffalo Bills, as of right now, we're all figures will still be the ones to pick to win the division. The Jets are probably gonna pick to pick to finish dead last. It will come down to either the Patriots or the Dolphins. Right now. I would give the Patriots edge as the number two team in the division, Miami number three. Mac Jones, they had a better year than Tua. Now, the running game, there's no competition. Uh, New England ran the ball well. They seem to have a good one team punch in uh, Damian, um, Damian Harris and Stevenson. The receiving core, well, to be honest with you, Waddle to me is a better receiver than probably any of the uh, my, yeah, New England Patriots receivers by himself. And the tight ends, that could be interesting. I would still go with, you know, uh, the tight ends. Hunter Henry played well for him, but John Smith, they got from um, the Titans the offseason. He was hurt. He was hurt most of the year. The offensive line, Patriots are better. Defensively, you can make an argument either way. But the thing is, now Brian Flores, of course, he's no longer there. He's now a linebacker's coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and again, great, a great signing by Pittsburgh. Um, to be honest with you, I'm kind of surprised that Brian might not be considered for the defensive coordinator job. I know they've got Austin, who was a uh, defensive uh, coordinator one time for the Detroit Lions, and I believe he uh, did a little bit for the Cincinnati Bengals as well. So, certainly, veteran, certainly he's a veteran. But I tell you, Brian Flores would have been a great, would have been a great addition if they could have brought him early and let him be the defensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it'll be very interesting to see what Mike McDaniel can do. Can he turn? Can he turn them into? Well, number one, you certainly, certainly be an offensive line that's got to be worked on. Have we do it by the draft, free agency? I'm sure it might be a little, maybe a combination of both. You're going to guess. You need another running back to go with the Miles Gaskin. 
my, I like Miles, but I don't know if Miles is your guys who hit the ball 20 times a game. I know James Conner thing has been floating out there. I think he'd be a nice pick if he got Conner the ball 10, 15 times a game. Let Gaskin come in and spell him. Maybe you've got something there. And the receivers, I like, you know, Jalen. You know, Terlin Jalen, Terlin Jalen into that type of player. A scat back, if you will, if that's what you want to call it. Turn into that play player. I think it's very interesting. But can, you know, but can you, yeah, I mean, Devontae Parker, can he stay healthy? What's going to happen with Harlow? Yeah, you need guys, you need guys that are going to step in and that can be healthy. Fuller has never been healthy. He's had one season, I think, where he did stay healthy, but I think he served suspension and killed it, but he was healthy most of that year. Devontae Parker has always seemed to be on the cusp of something, but just can't can't reach it. Just can't you know, grab that grass grab that brass ring to be a, a top receiver. I mean it's it's gonna be I mean I think defensively it'll be fine, but I think it's gonna be offense. How much how quick it might be now Mike McDaniel turn that offense around. I think that's gonna be a a big time question mark. Now there's been Reports coming out that maybe the San Francisco 49ers could be having second thoughts of maybe trading Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I've heard some buzz. Now, as of right now, he is going to be traded, and they're going to try to do the best they can to trade Jimmy somewhere to a team that, certainly a team that is a contender. I mean, I, you hear the Denver Broncos reports. I've even heard the Pittsburgh Steelers making a mention as the place that Jimmy Garoppolo could go. But as I said, as I said a couple episodes ago, it seems like right now, all of a sudden, it seems like that uh, people have got their doubts about Trey Lance. I mean, former quarterbacks Joe Montana, Steve Young have come out publicly and said that uh, they're not 100% sure on Trey Lance. And like I said before, I'm sure Montana, I'm sure Young has got ears in the building or knows people that probably work in that building that's probably telling this information. I don't think the two of them are just pulling this information out of thin air and just spitting something. If you got two Hall of Fame players that are saying that about Trey Lance, it's it's a huge concern to me. Now, the 49ers are certainly, if Jimmy Garoppolo stays around, they could still be contenders in their own division. Make no mistake about it. They would be. I mean, the offensive line is, is okay. The running game, now, the running game, Elijah Mitchell, as of right now, will be the starting running back coming back next season. You figure Trey Sermon, he was a bust coming from Ohio State. Maybe in his second year, he gets it. There's decisions they, they could probably add another running back. They could they need to add another running back. Um, there because running their running game their running game takes a beating, a huge beating. I think everybody every running back on that team I think was hurt at some point in time this past season, so they need to really get that. So if they go run the ball, they gonna need to add about they gonna need about four or five running backs on that team alone because they take a beating. There's nothing wrong. 
either. Ayuk, Kittle, certainly nothing wrong with that. The defense, the defense is up to bad to me. I think the problem is, is the back in the secondary. It needs work. But let's make no mistake about it. They are, they are still a contender. I mean, they, I mean, let's be honest with you. They got the NFC championship game right. Granted, the Rams beat them, but they got there. There's so much. The talent is still there, but the problem is, do you think Trey Lance is Trey Lance the guy to get him over the top? Well, you can make a an argument all day long if you need to about Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy Garoppolo's got is we all know. Let's be honest. Garoppolo has a winning record with the 49ers. Every other quarterback that has stepped in, stepped in to replace him, has got a losing record. That's simple facts. Look it up. But you gotta wonder. Is Jimmy, is trading Jimmy Garoppolo the best thing for the 49ers? Now, I'm sure if they do, they've got to have a plan B where they might have to go ahead and get a veteran quarterback to come in in case Trey Lance struggles. Now, you give Trey Lance every opportunity to be the number one quarterback. But the problem is, do you really believe, I mean, is Trey Lance the answer? How much confidence do they have in Trey Lance? Because you hear so much reports coming out that they don't have that confidence in him. And if those rumors are very true, it's a concern. If I'm a 49er fan, I'm concerned. Do you hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo because you don't have the confidence in Trey Lance? Now, they told Jimmy that they're going to do the best they can to get him out of there. But the 49ers, but is Trey, is Trey Lance is Trey Lance that much of a difference? They got the NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo. Do I think Trey Lance? Do I think Trey Lance can get him to a Super Bowl? Because now let's put it this way: you got the Rams, you got the defending Super Bowl champions, Rams in the division, and the Rams may lose a couple players here and there, but you still got Matthew Stafford, you got Akers, you got Daryl Henderson. You still got Cooper Cup. Let's just say Robert Woods comes back. You got Van Jefferson, okay? But then you still got that. The offensive line, it could the offensive line is probably gonna be a little shaky. Wentworth, he might very well retire. You got a couple guys on the offensive line that are gonna be free agents. They could very well be gone. So the offensive line might be shaky. Now granted you might lose Vaughn Miller, but you figure maybe the majority of defense would be intact. So Rams could still do pretty, it still could sell, still could have a run. Now, the Cardinals, I've never been sold on the offensive line. The running game, you're going to lose Connor. Edmonds, I believe, is a free agent as well. So, you're going to need a, you're going to need a running game. Now, Hawkins will be back. But Christian Kirk is going to be a free agent. And, I'm, and, you, and Christian Kirk will wind up somewhere else. There's a buzz. There was a buzz that he could wind up with the Buffalo Bills, Christian Kirk. Now, I don't know about that. I really don't really know about that. I mean, you still got Diggs, Beasley. Uh, Gabriel Davis started to come into his own towards the end of last season and into the playoffs. 
start playing very well. I know Sanders will be a free agent. Not sure he's not going to come back. I believe McKenzie's a free agent. As a McKenzie's a free agent, I doubt he'll be back. But Christian Kirk could be a very interesting dynamic for Buffalo, and I'm sure they're looking to add another receiver to help jo- to help Josh Allen as much as they as, as much as they need him too. But the biggest thing is, do the 49ers, do the 49ers really want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo in the back of the mind if you're Shanahan and you're John Lynch? Maybe you need to sit down and think about this long and think about this hard. Do you think Trey Lance is the guy that can get you to the Super Bowl? Now, of course, I forgot in the same division. You still got Seattle. You still got Russell Wilson. The offensive line, not the greatest in the world. Now, granted, Chris Carlson should return, will return this year. Chris Carlson, no underrated, underrated player, but he's got injury, but he's got injury, injury prone. Now, Rashard Penny played well down the stretch last year, but the problem is he's a free agent, and the way he played down the stretch, he might get some money elsewhere. Somebody's going to gamble on it. Gotta love Metcalf. Gotta love Lockett. Nothing wrong with that. And defense sales. Defense was horrible last year. But it appears the uh, San Francisco Brass believes that Trey Lance is certainly is the man now. I mean, Shane seems to think so. John Lynch thinks so. All these. That's the indication we're getting. But for the San Francisco 49 fans, they better hope Trey Lance is, is certainly the answer. Because if he's not the answer, then they could be, they could be wishing that maybe Jim Hopper didn't leave the 49ers after all. Now, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't talk a little bit about the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know, you know, this past season, I criticized them, I criticized them, and criticized them. And guess what? They shocked everybody and got the Super Bowl, and they lost. Well, now as AFC champions, one gentleman that now is, his time is coming up, and it's going to be a free agent, that's Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates, you remember, had come safety out of Wake Forest. And Jesse's had a pretty good, pretty good career with the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this past season, I believe was his worst season of his career. However, he played well in the playoffs and he played well in the Super Bowl. And Jesse is certainly going to be that high safety money. I believe. I know. I believe was it Adams Jamal Adams is certainly. I believe is the highest paying safety in the league. Now, I'm not going to say Jesse Bates should be paid about that much money. He shouldn't be, but he should be paid well. Now, the history of the Cincinnati Bengals is, is kind of is, is kind of it's kind of a mix up, I should say. And there's a point in time they wouldn't they wouldn't pay nobody any money whatsoever. Nobody wanted to come to Cincinnati. Now I know people are saying that now they are the AFC champions. They've got a a, a nice young quarterback in Joe Burrow. A young team, and now maybe free agents are thinking, 
or really are thinking, hey, you know, maybe Cincinnati's not a bad place at all to go. They've got a young coach, a good quarterback. Maybe it's not a bad place to go. Then again, maybe it's not a bad place to stay. Now, Bates wants a contract and, and wants a contract. And Bates should get, should get a pretty decent contract. He really should. He's been a key, been probably one of the most consistent defensive players the Bengals have had in the last two years. And he should be rewarded for it. Now, I don't think he's worth the Adams money from the Lions. He's not worth that much money, but he should be paid something. Now, I know in the past they would they would restructure contracts to the point where they were paying Andy Dalton was there more money. They did okay with AJ Green, paid him a little bit more money at one point in time. Now the question remains is I know Cincinnati has the biggest thing they've got to do is the offensive line. And there are certainly several offensive linemen, free agents out there that they're gonna certainly jump on or want to jump on, and they should. And I'm sure maybe the draft will produce an offensive lineman. Now, I know whether they're picking in the draft, I think some of the top offensive linemen will probably be long gone by then. Maybe get lucky in one slide to the cracks, but I don't know. But the thing is, Jesse Bates. Now, Jesse, in my opinion, he deserves the money. Now, whether Mike Brown and company decide to come up with the money to give Jesse Bates, I don't know. I certainly hope not. You hear reports kind of back and forth. And I know that Mike, I know that Mike Brown, Dick Tobin and company want to work on the offensive line. And I got no problem with that. Any Cincinnati Bengal fan will tell you they need to work on the offensive line. Because to me, Joe Burrow's going to wind up being Andrew Luck all over again, 2.0. And I've said that for a couple of episodes. And I've had some other NFL experts have jumped on my bandwagon and said the exact same thing. And to me, that's where if I knew he needs offensive line help, I get it. To me, the Bengals defense, I think, was what fifth old, uh, was like top five this past year. And losing Jesse Bates would hurt, would hurt that top five defense. Now, to me, at times, I'm still not the biggest fan of their defense. I'm still not. To me, I've got to see it again. I've got to see another top five or six or even seventh this this coming season. I've got to see it. I've got to see more development of Joe Burrow. They've got to certainly protect him. Can Jamar Chase not be and can he not be the sophomore jinx? A lot, a lot of factors in there, but my opinion is if the Bengals are serious enough, they're really serious, and they want to be a contender for years to come, if you think about it, take a look, take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs have been contenders the last several years. They won a Super Bowl, been to an all-Super Bowl, and got to the NFC Championship game. And you can talk about the success of Kansas City all you want, but they've been a viable contender for the last several years now. Grant, they might have only won one Super Bowl, but they have at least won at the Super Bowl. And my advice to the Bengals is, 
if you want to be, if you want to really consider yourself contenders in a team that people need to fear or look at for the next several years. Now, granted, Kansas is a dominant contender. I don't see Buffalo going to where anytime soon because Josh Allen showed me something in that game against Patrick Mahomes and Kansas Chiefs. He showed me something. And those are two teams that, you, that you're still going to have to look at come back, coming you know, into the next season. Tennessee with a healthy Derrick Henry and Jay Brown. You don't know who it could ever be Julio Jones again. I don't think he ever will be. And can Ryan Tannehill bounce, bounce back? Do the Colts ever get their offense straight? Will they ever find a quarterback? Heck, anybody AFC West, in my opinion, could be, could be a contender with Kansas City. I love the Chargers. I tell you what, the Raiders, it'll be interesting what, what uh, Josh McDaniel can do, but they're still a talent, the Raiders. And Denver, can they ever find the right quarterback in the situation? Like I said, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh got an offensive line and find the right quarterback. Pittsburgh could still be a contender. The Ravens, a healthy Lamar Jackson. Your top three running backs should be back next season. But the defense to me, the Ravens defense has been on the downside for the last couple of years. Can it refine can it refine itself? Can Cleveland bounce back? There's a lot of contenders in the NFC. Make no mistake about it. But I gotta be honest with you. If Cincinnati wants to be considered serious, you need to find you need to find, you need to figure a way out to keep a guy like a Jesse Bates. Because if you got a top five defense, Bates is certainly part of that top five defense. He's a piece of the puzzle, so to speak. But Bengals need to figure out a way to keep Jesse Bates around. Plain and simple. If you want to be a contender, Unfortunately, in, in this day and age, you want to be a contender. You gotta, you gotta put that, you gotta put the dough out there. And that's hard. That's that's hard for a lot of teams to do. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want to overspend. And then you look at a couple of years later and say to yourself, "Man, this was a huge bust." I get it. I understand it. But you gotta gamble if you want to be a contender. If you want people to fear you, if you want people to give you some respect. Because let's be honest with you, when's the last time up until this season, Cincinnati's a team that didn't have a lot of respect whatsoever. They were one of the laughing stocks in this league for many, many, many years to come. And being a Bengal fan, I know that. I've seen people never take Cincinnati seriously. But now all of a sudden, you make one more trip to the Super Bowl after about 30 years. And you've got a young team. Now people are starting to set up, starting to take notice. And I've looked at I've looked at the Bengals schedule for this past for this past season for this next season, and trust me, it's not it's it's not an easy schedule at all by any stretch of the imagination. The Bengals are going to be tested this coming season. To be honest with you, I've looked at their I've looked at their schedule. I can see them being anywhere from eight and nine to maybe nine and eight at best. I'll be honest with you, they were ten and seven. I think I think they slip. I think they slip even a game, maybe two this year. Because it's, it's a tough schedule. You figure they split with Cleveland. Let's say they split with Pittsburgh. Let's say they split with Baltimore. 
I'm just saying that they've got some tough games this, this coming season. But if you want to be a contender, he's got to do all the money. You got to keep a guy like Jesse Bates from continuing in the team. How much have you heard about this quarterback's going here, this quarterback's going there, here, there, and everywhere, right? I mean, here you hear the Aaron Rodgers thing, he's holding the team hostage. So the case of that's paid basically what it is. Is he gonna come back? Is Avante Adams gonna come back as number one receiver? Now you hear former Packer players feeling that Aaron will return to the team. I've got a feeling deep down inside that that's what's gonna happen. I know the best destination is Denver Broncos. And there's teams lined up that are willing to give got a package on the table. For the Green Bay Packers, if they decide to trade Aaron Rodgers. But again, it goes back to what you say. I've always said, do you think Aaron Rodgers, do you think Jordan Love is going to take them back to the playoffs again or even to a Super Bowl? No, he's not. Jordan Love is in that same, to me, in that same thing, same boat that Trey Lance is in. Love is not going to be the answer. We all know. The Green Bay Packers are not feared unless Aaron Rodgers is on that field. And people know that. But I feel he'll be back. Everybody talks about Russell Wilson. Will Russell Wilson go to Pittsburgh. We've always heard that the Giants was a possibility at one point in time, but I don't think that's going to be the case now. You hear so, you hear so many rumors. My guess is Russell stays with Seattle. The Pittsburgh Steelers one thing would be very interesting. I don't see Pittsburgh paying a lot to go get him. I don't see him giving up a whole bunch of draft picks to get any type of quarterback whatsoever. I got a feeling is maybe they'll take a shot at maybe Garoppolo. That would be my best guess. Uh, you know the you know the um, Seattle's gonna want a first round pick, probably a couple of first round picks. But Garoppolo will probably come cheaper. He might come the second round. He might come the second round pick. And you get lucky and you can get men's 49ers to give you a third round pick. But I'm going to guess the 49ers will probably want a second round pick for a guy that has a winning record in this league. Maybe he gets, he, to me, he's, he's injury prone. I get it. He can be inconsistent, but he does have a winning record. But to me, I think that's the route that Pittsburgh would go. They figure they can get a guy like Garoppolo cheaper than they're going to get a guy like Russell Wilson. And rightfully so, they are probably absolutely right about that. And yes, how many how many times have you heard about Deshaun Watson going to? You've heard Miami. That's not going to be the case now. The biggest one. When is the biggest one now? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are itching the door, are looking to possibly possibly get him. They heard one before was the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think he's he's going to the Minnesota Vikings at all whatsoever. That's 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 not going to happen. We all know that. I think they stick with Kirk Cousins. Kirk's gonna cost them a lot of money on the cap. But Kurt, I think Kurt would give him a better chance, as crazy as it sounds, right now, more than Deshaun Watson. Well, I know that sounds crazy, that sounds weird. But I think Kurt, I mean Kurt had the best year of his career this past season. He could still have it, he could still have another good year 
as well as Rashir. You still got Jefferson. You still got Thielen. And they still, there's there's too much talent. There's still talent. Alvin Cook, one of the best running backs in this league. But you heard the biggest news there is the Carolina Panthers could be in the lead to get to get Deshaun Watson. And I could see Deshaun going there, certainly. Don't have much of an offensive line to speak of. But you gotta love, but I gotta love the receiving core that he's got. DJ Moore, Robin Anderson, a young Terrence Marshall who could, I think in time, could be a quality receiver for them. A healthy Christian McCaffrey. Hubbard played well in the absence of McCaffrey. I mean, to be honest with you, there's talent. There's talent there. I could see him there. But, of course, you know, a lot of people, a lot of teams are sitting back waiting for these litigations to finally, for once and for all, get straightened, get straightened out. And there's, you know, there's many, many quarterbacks out there. Everybody believes that maybe, you know, people feel like maybe Tom Brady is going gonna, is gonna to ride back on the white horse and is going to help somebody out. But to me, from the reports you hear, Brady is retired, or so we think. You know, Garoppolo, like I said, Garoppolo's name gets thrown around. I'm sure Jimmy G will wind up somewhere. You always hear Kirk Cousins will get traded, but I don't think that's going to happen. People always said Baker might get traded. I don't think that's going to happen either. But yeah, the biggest thing is, yes, Aaron Rodgers is the one, is the one domino. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. A lot of decisions to be made by a lot of different teams. How much do you want to pay to get that, that top-of-the-line quarterback that you really feel is going to take your team over the top? But like I said before, Green Bay knows that Jordan Love is not the answer. And people don't fear them. Unless Aaron Rodgers is behind, is behind that center. Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson goes, we're gonna let is Geno Smith, is Geno Smith gonna be a, is gonna be your quarterback? I don't see that happening. Russell Russell's gonna stay in Seattle. I get it, Garoppolo will be gone. I get it. Where he goes, will he have will he have any type of success? And Deshaun Watson, Deshaun's only twenty six years old. He said it last year. There's no denying Deshaun Watson has proved his talents in this league already. And wherever he goes, I'm sure, I'm sure he can play. He will play just as well as he did for the Texans as he will with his new team. But again, it's an interesting all season. The quarterback carousel, it will go, it will go, it will go. It'll be interesting for these, for these and of course, you got some quarterbacks. What about a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick? He plays one game, he's out the door. Who knows? I'm sure Ryan will wind up. Ryan will wind up with, with what is uh, maybe 20th team in the league or something like that. I'm sure he could wind up somewhere else and be a pretty good backup quarterback for somebody. Hands down, no questions. No questions about that. But it's going to be very interesting all season to see where all these quarterbacks, where the rest of these free agents and where they all go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about out of time for this episode. Um, once again, I want to thank you for those who do listen to the podcast, whether you're an older viewer or you're a brand new viewer to the show. I want to thank you. And uh, please 
take care of yourself and I will see you again.